The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. I know last week we promised uh, Lindsay O'Brien would be coming on the podcast. Uh, she, you know, those top athletes, coach, uh, college athletes, sometimes they get a little busy. But never fear, we got a special guest, Mr. Josh Coach, Josh Alderman. Josh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. I was going to say, you were back with uh, the Morrises, and uh, who else was there? It was Andrew. And Andrew. For the States one. For the States one. Now, uh, tell us a little bit what you've been doing since. All right. So, um, last time I was on this, I had the start of like a sinus infection. So, I was, uh, hopefully it'll be a lot more, what is it, uh, enjoyable. But um, <laughs> I, I, I remember... I re- I watched I listened to the podcast after I was really excited like I was like oh I gotta go back on this um so I left school and it like college started so quickly like it was just like we got out we had summer I had a good summer and then my summer was shortened it was in August like I was already like getting back into the first semester so it was like oh we're already moving on to the next thing and so my first reaction was oh um. <laughs> How am I going to do this? Like, because it did it. I was just a little worried about it, but um, I, I got into it by the end of the semester. I had some personal things going on at the beginning of it, so I struggled in the beginning, but I, I got there. Powered through it. Powered pa- through powered it, through like you always do. Passed all my classes. Like, there you go. Did you get the gr- Did you get the grades yet? Yeah, we're not going to talk about that, but but okay. I passed them. Hey, passing, passing. You know, I'm just going to get a better second semester. That's my goal. There I you mean, go. Like you said, right now you PR'd. And then next yeah. semester you're going to PR again. Exactly. And you're going to keep PR. Exactly. Just like track. That's right. And so um, I'm glad that I was able to come back like early and coach. Um, I think we talked about a little bit of last time that I wanted to come back and coach. I don't think it was a for sure thing because there was a lot of other stuff to deal with. But I got through it. I got all my papers, got all the certifications and stuff. And I, I got into it and I was just very excited. And I walked in and I already, I already felt like. I'd never, it's like I'd never left the team. It's just I like took on a new role. Absolutely. And um, co- uh, back coaching at Ken East. Now, did you contact uh, Coach Mativier? Did you contact the school? Did you? Did he contact you? Was it a little of both? So I actually contacted Burke first, Nate Burke. Okay. Um, because, well, he's my boss. I'm a lifeguard at UB. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's the athletic supervisor over at Ken East. Yeah, and so I, I, he was just, you know, most accessible. And then after I t- contacted Burke, I texted Matibier. Um I wanted a coach with cross-country, modified. I actually applied for the modified coaching job, but okay. um, I, I didn't end up getting it. I think I'm, I'm a little young. I'm 18. Like For sure. Like, and it's fine. Um, but... I did come to some of the cross country meets. I watched and it was fun and you know, I tried to help with the critique their form a little bit, but I didn't really do a whole lot. Like I didn't go to the practices and stuff cuz I couldn't. Like I, I didn't have the certifications that I needed. But I did go and you know, I cheered on the team cuz I was once a part of it and then 
he got into indoor and I said, well, I got to get my coaching certifications done. So three whole days of just doing the certifications, mind numbing, like it's just five hour courses, like, and you're just like sitting there and it's a lot of steps, but it was all worth it in the end. Cause like I was able to get it done. Like I had everything done. So I turned it into Burke and he, he said, you're all right, you're good to coach. And so I came in and I think I showed up to the first like practice, like meeting, I guess, like yep. informational meeting. Um, and no, I don't think anybody other, what was it? Did only Mativier know about it? I only Mativier know. I don't think Dan knew about it. I know I didn't know about it. And I, I'm pretty sure coach Brunger didn't know. Um, again, it was a, a very pleasant surprise. Yeah. Very pleasant surprise. Yeah. And I, uh, I walked in and I was just like, <laughs> all right, like this is it. Like I'm already, I'm here. I'm here to coach. And Absolutely. I thought primarily going back, I was like, you know what? Uh, I just I'm just gonna follow each coach around, but I kind of adapted my own role as the hurdle coach. Um, we got a lot of hurdlers this year, um, and a lot of kids came in and they wanted to try it. Like nobody was like, "No, I'm not doing the hurdles." Like everyone was like, "I'll try it." Um, and I think that's what you want, especially we got a lot of first year athletes this year on the track team. Yeah, um, and you know, obviously, you know, long day. It's at the end of the day, they're hanging out with their friends. So they got a lot of energy. Um, I'd say the toughest thing is just, like, because a lot of them, well, I was on the team with some of them, and so I was just, like, kind of, like, showing them, hey, um, I'm at a, I got a different role now. Like, you know, we're still friendly. Like, I'm still friends with you, but when we're at practice, I'm, I'm your coach. So that's that's primarily, like, the, the hardest thing to get used to, but I'd say I've, I've adapted to it pretty well. I'd say you you, you have to. You've you've drawn that that line of keeping it professional, and also that line of letting them know that uh, you know you're you're there to on a different capacity. You yeah. know, you're there to be their coach, not their friend anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, speaking of people who are busy and everything, Matt Keogh, you know, decides to come in. That's Matt. Little, little late night faculty meeting with. I don't see my mic. Your mic is not on. Try that now. Is it? Yeah, you're there on is, now. There is, yeah, yeah. I, you know, this is only our 75th episode, so, you know, I'm finally sort of figuring out what to do. It's all right. Um, little, uh, what was it, uh, meeting for it was work gymnastics, meeting. work yeah, meeting? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Josh, you'll, uh, Hello. You'll, uh, you'll learn all about those faculty meetings, huh. late-night coaching meetings, all, all sorts of fun. Yeah, I didn't even get into my major. I want to be a physical education major. Just to establish that, so I want to be a gym teacher. And it's kind of weird that you're taking all the you had to take all those courses to um, coach or whatever because <laughs> once mm. you get that phys ed degree, you can coach. Those coaches yeah. are those courses are useless because yeah. you've, you you get that certification. Yeah. Well, from what I heard, I have to take them at some point during the. You'll classes. take them, but they'll be all, depending on the school. They'll all be various. It's it's built into your program. Oh, really? They're, it's okay. built. It's a hundred percent built into your program. Matt should know because Matt just finished his phys ed certification. He is officially a phys ed teacher now. Gym teacher. <laughs> Physical education <laughs> teacher. Yes, I know. Um, but uh, Those coaching classes weren't bad. No. They're, I, they're pretty easy. I, I liked it. Ours was uh, I had to take um, uh, sports psychology. I had to yep. take uh, coaching theory. Yep. And I forgot what the other one was. I, I enjoyed them very much. Um, so now that everybody's here and we kind of skipped this, we're coming in hot. And listen, I'm I'm coming in hot where I'm coming in hot with football, but not with Bills football. Can I tell you 
how much I laughed, how hard I laughed with the way New England lost that game against the Raiders. Oh, my God. It was by far the funniest thing I think I've seen in sports in years. (laughs) For those of you living under a rock who don't know, um, Las Vegas went down, tied it with, I don't know, 10 seconds, 14 seconds left, something like that, tied it up. New England, with they get the kickoff, they run it back. They run the ball with Ramon J. Stevenson, who I had for fantasy, who got me a win over Kurt in our league, in um, uh, the Park Camp League. Okay. So got me the ball. I got beat by Matt, and uh, I got destroyed Aww. by Matt. So I am out of the Podcast Precinct League. But, um, but uh, Ramon J. Stevens, who had a good run, for some reason decides to lateral it to Jacoby Myers, who he got the ball. So safe on that play. Jacoby Myers decides to turn around, lose about five yards, look, see, oh, Mac Jones is maybe sort of open. Let me throw it across my body, 25 yards, 20 yards, right into the hands of Chandler Jones on the Raiders, who used to play for the Patriots. He proceeds to intercept the ball, look at Matt Jones, shove him down like he's a five-year-old, mm-hmm. and run into the end zone, win the game, it's over. <laughs> Normally you do those, ladder, those lateral plays, whatever, if you're down, if it's the last, you're tied. Mm-hmm. Fall down, you go to overtime. Yes. What on God's green earth are you doing? See, I don't know if that was a Ramondre Stevenson mistake. I think that might have been like Matt Patricia. Call it play calling. True. He's a terrible play now, caller. Jacoby Myers took blame for it. He said, "I, you know, it, he, now again, if his coaches said, hey, dude, bail me out, like you're taking mm-hmm. the blame for this or I'm benching you for your life. Mm-hmm. But he took blame for it at a play, press conference. He said, I, I panicked. I saw that it was open. It's just like it went from, okay, Ramondre Stevens, bad idea to pitch it, but Jacoby Myers bailed you out. And then he made an even worse decision to throw it across your field and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. – I thought it was hilarious. It's a lot no, of it was, I loved it. I loved seeing because I, I like Mac Jones. I kind of feel bad for him, but I think that his was hilarious to get see ruined. him get hit like that because he just because he didn't even get hit. It was just he pushed him down very slowly and gingerly, and then he just ran into the yeah, end zone. It was just like, amazing. son, get away from me! Yeah, like, just like, come on. You wouldn't see Josh Allen getting pushed down that easy. Oh no, no. Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen makes the tackle. Josh Allen would have put his shoulder down. He makes oh, yeah. the tackle on that. But again, it was just like it was like dealing with your younger brother, like who finally, yeah. like like you with Connor. I'm sure you know when you were younger and you finally step up to Connor, and he just like Josh, just get down. Like yeah. he doesn't hurt you, like he could, but he's like just get Let's away just from down. me. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it it made me chuckle all. Oh I like I loved every minute of amazing. it. It was so much fun. Best week of football. Yeah. Tom Brady was fumbling the ball all over the place. Tom Brady yeah. looked like an old Tom Brady. I was like, that was the one time I was like, let the Bucks win, let the Bucks win. Of course, Tom yeah. Brady starts throwing interceptions, fumbling the, the ball. Because I think if the Bucks win there, we're pretty much guaranteed no lower than a second seed. All right, like but, we'd pretty much be guaranteed. In fact, we're winning out, so I really don't care. And Kansas City almost lost to the Texans. I um, listen. I'm saying this right now. This is the this is Tuesday, December twentieth. I think Kansas City loses to Seattle on oh, Seattle uh, what is it give. Christmas Eve on yeah, Saturday. Seattle could give Geno them. Smith. Yeah, Seattle's going to. Kansas City looked looked. They barely beat the Texans. 
And who was it they played last week that they, besides the Texans, that they barely beat? It was another, like, low-level team that barely, um, they barely lost or barely won. I think whether Kansas City's just intentionally cruising or whatever, they're well, they're barely getting by. They were down Juju, right, before? Juju right. Smith-Schuster? Um, he played last week. Did I don't know? know if he played the other week, but um, I know they've been without uh, uh, Hardman for a while. Oh yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't see like a legitimate wide receiver one on the Chiefs. No, they're just they're just all receivers. No, it's, no, it's all Kel- they, it's, it's, Travis it's, Kelsey. It's Travis Kelsey. It's Travis Kelsey. He's the wide receiver one. Um, and he's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. It's I don't think insane. they. Yeah, I mean they've they've. I guess they've had to change their offense a little bit without Tyreek. Mm-hmm. But you still got Kelsey, who, let's be honest, for all intents and purposes, is a wide receiver. Like, he's he's a wide receiver who can block. Mm-hmm. Um, if he ever goes down, again, you always have Patrick Mahomes, so you're always going to have that Mahomes magic. But I know, Matt, you hate hearing that. But um, if Kelsey ever goes down, I think that's going to be, like, they're in deal. big trouble. Yeah. They're in big trouble. Right, if either it... of those two go down, obviously if Mahomes goes down, and you can say the same thing about the Bills. If Diggs goes down, if Allen ever goes down, again, I'm knocking on wood so that that doesn't happen, but we're in big trouble too. Well, okay, so I'm a Bears fan. Um, and Sorry about Saturday. Yeah. Man. Well, we almost beat the Eagles. We we just five point five point lead. Like it wasn't that bad. Like you guys looked pretty well. I, I like say, I like Justin Fields. Love Justin Fields. I'm but, not gonna lie. I was so happy that the uh, Patriots did not pick him and they chose Sack Jones. I mean Mac Jones. Yeah. Well, we got three turnovers. Our defense played amazing, but we ended up losing, and we're yeah. also going to face the Bills. It's a tough turnaround. So. I mean, you face a potential or one of the front runners for MVP. And go to another front runner for the MVP. Yeah, I mean the Bears have that weird thing where in the middle of the season they had like thirty plus points and for five weeks in a row, and they just couldn't pull out the win because the other team would just play ridiculously that day, and we'd lost by one point because our kicker can't kick a field goal. <laughs> um, it, it's just tough being a Bears fan like this season, but also at the same time going into the season knowing, seeing if Justin Fields was the guy. It's and I think very that, clear he is the guy. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing you needed out of this season. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially with you guys. Um, I, I don't know. Are you guys would no? You guys would be the second, second or third pick because Houston obviously got the first pick locked up. If we keep, if Houston somehow wins their last two games, you could potentially squeeze in there for the number one. Yeah, because I think because that because they have that tie. Oh, that's right. Um, and that would be huge going into next pick, even with the top top three pick already having your quarterback now don't get me wrong i'd love if the bears won their last few games yeah but you know it's, the, it's at this point <laughs> buffalo bills at this point <laughs> and that's one thing that always irked me during the draft years buffalo would would be at like yeah. three wins and then they would somehow win like two out of the last three or three out of the last three and they would drop from like the second pick down to like the seventh pick like yeah, dude terrible on, just, they didn't just embrace lose. the tank at all no yeah. Although when the Sabers embraced the tank, we got Jack Eichel. So, but yeah. which I mean, led look to at Alex where Tom- we are now. We have Tage Thompson. Hey, <laughs> through a trade again. I said at the beginning of the year that Buffalo would be competing for a playoff spot. Dude, that guy is nasty. They are currently <laughs> so nasty. They are currently four points out of a playoff spot, but they have a game in hand. So if you look at that, they're about two points out of a playoff spot. Dude, he's so nasty. 
I think they play Tampa tonight. I could be wrong. No, they play on Friday, I think. I thought they played Tampa tonight. They played they, they played Vegas they last played night. played Vegas last night and beat Vegas. Did Eichel play? Eichel's out. He's on IR. Good. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Just good. But, man, it's going to be... No, they play Tampa on Friday. Okay, so it is... I knew Tampa was the next game. I didn't know when. That's, that's going to be a big game. That's going to be a good matchup. Tampa's right above them. Tampa's... Six or seven points above them. I saw that game when we played them last. Um, so they're looking good. Man, I just keep... If you... The goaltending has been better lately. But if you give this team a good goaltender, holy God. Like, yeah. they they would be, I think, right now, a legitimate cup contender. The way they're playing. If you give them, like, a good goaltender. I don't mean, like a like, if you give them... If you put, like, Dominic Hasek on this team, <laughs> they're a cup contender. Um, but I, I still think it's going to be a fun finish because I think they're going to be ultimately in that 8, 9, 10 range. Like, they're going to be fighting for that 10th, maybe even that 7th spot. They're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Oh, they're so they're looking so good right they're now. They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. Gosh, Whether they make the playoffs or not, they're finally fun to to watch again. He has 50 points. Yeah. <laughs> this season, he's, like... he's, I think he's second overall. Is he second overall in goals? Uh, he's got 20, he's 26, got 26, I think. Yeah. And he's second. He's, because I think McDavid leads the league in with 30, yeah. 29, 30. Yeah. He's up in the top three. He's just looking so good. The last two weeks, he's been the second star, third star, second star overall. Speaking about people pushing people over, my gosh, that man doesn't go down. He's huge. Page? Yeah. He's, He's big. He's, He's big huge. Good for him. But um, good for him. Listen, unless Buffalo wins the Stanley Cup, St. Louis is still always going to win that trade because not only did they win that cup for with O'Reilly, O'Reilly was the MVP of the playoffs. No, we won that trade. It, mm, no. Yeah. It's it's starting to look good now. It don't get me wrong. It is starting to look really good. The fact how that, old is that, O'Reilly? He's in his thirties. Yes, Tage but, is twenty five. Yes, but now if Tage wins us a cup in say next year, two years, three years, whatever, if he wins us a cup, you can argue that we won that trade. But until then, it's ultimately going to be a St. Louis win because they got what they wanted to get. They got the Stanley Cup out of that trade. They weren't looking for a rebuild with O'Reilly. They weren't looking to develop something around O'Reilly. They were looking for a Stanley Cup, and he got him that cup, and he was the uh, playoff MVP or Stanley Cup MVP. So, who, who would be our MVP if we made it to the Super Bowl? Right now, yeah. Josh Allen. You think? Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen for sure. Yeah. I still do think, though, that it's the importance of Von Miller is really starting to show on our defense because we're not getting that pass rush. They Every week I'd get 11 points out of the Buffalo Bills defense, and mm-hmm. then they scored me negative two. I almost lost this week because because of that negative two points. Like I, was, I literally won by three points. Like It was very surprising. Yeah, I watched that game like at my friend's house, and okay, I'm not going to go as far as say as— because I, 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 I'm a Bears fan, but I am from Buffalo, so I, I do— I do like I do like the Bills. Like they're my second. So they're team. like your AFC team. They're my AFC team, and you know I want to see them successful. And they don't look bad, but I think there's the difference between the regular season Bills and the playoff Bills. You know, because they they take that step up. You know what I mean? 
last same season. Same thing happened last year. Yeah, I mean, what? What Didn't they have 10 wins last year, season? 10, 10 or 11. 10 or yeah. 11. That's something like that. Because if they have 11 this year, they're already doing better. Oh, they're they're on pace for a better year. I mean, they had that lull last year <laughs> where they lost three in a row, I think, um, or three out of four or something like Bad. that. But... Uh, this year they had that little bit of lull, but they still won their games. They won their games looking bad. See, the only other team that I think is a threat to the first seed, there's two teams. I mean, I mean, obviously it's the Chiefs, and yeah. then there's the Bengals. The Bengals are very hot right now in the regular season. I think they're 10-4 now. They're one game below us. Yeah, one game. And that, that game that the Bills are going to face. The Monday night them, game. That is a must-win game for the first seed. In about two weeks, that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fun to watch. And, of course, there's always going to be the, listen, if 13 seconds didn't happen, you know, would we have rolled through the Bengals? Which That's we the question. But Last we'll... year, the Bengals were that team, and mm-hmm. they might be that team this year for all we know. I... Playoff teams are different than their regular season performance. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and both teams know, and that's just it. If it rolls out, and if, again, knock on wood, if Buffalo does lose to Cincinnati, in theory, they could drop all the way from the first seed down to the third seed. Yeah. Um, which would, you know, suck, obviously, if things go the way they do. Then we're playing that divisional game. If we get through the wild card, we're playing it in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, which, that would be bad because they got fans. They got really good fans. Listen, I'm still saying it's going to go. Buffalo's going to win. They're going to win out. They get the first seed. I would love to see Kansas City and Cincinnati beat each other up in the second round. Um, or sorry, in the in the wild card, the first round. Yeah. And then we play somebody awful like Tennessee or the Jacksonville Jaguars are a game out of the playoffs. They can win the AFC South. Um, Matt, your Detroit Lions. I've been oh, – no. Matt, Matt is kind of a, Detroit, a default Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> He's a Bills fan, but oh, no. he made the bold prediction this year of saying that it was going to be a Buffalo-Detroit Super Bowl. Honestly, though, like... <laughs> I know! <laughs> like, I know! If they went out, like... It's they crazy! Might. They could sneak into the playoffs. Detroit. I was playing around with the uh, ESPN playoff machine. Detroit can get officially into the playoffs this week if they win, and I think they're playing... Are they playing Green Bay? Who are they playing this week? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, but if they win their game, and I think it's the Redskins lose their game, then Detroit moves into that seventh playoff spot. No, and they contro- play the Panthers. The Panthers. Oh, they could win that game easily. They could win that game easily. Out of- and the Redskins, I forgot who the Redskins are playing, but if the Redskins lose. Washington Commanders. If Washington loses and Detroit wins, Detroit. They're playing win. the, oh, dude, they're not. They're playing the Niners. So if the Niners win yeah. and Detroit wins, Detroit with two games to go, will control their playoff destiny. Let's go! I, 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 out of my whole division, you got the Vikings, you got the Packers, you got the Lions, and you got the Bears. Obviously, I love the Bears the most, and I hate every other division team. I hate the Vikings with a burning passion. They are the luckiest. There's They've not... got a horseshoe up there. You know what? They're mm-hmm. just the luckiest team. It's the, the same world. thing with the Packers. Like the I Packers hate them. Packers I hate them, too. The they're not. No, oh, no, no, no. Although I am rooting for them this week because they're playing the Dolphins. So that'd be nice if they could knock the Dolphins out. I hate McDaniel. The one team that I'm gonna that I would root the, for the Packers would be against the Browns, just because of that. They're just a terrible franchise. The Browns. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they like rapists. Is that and I was stuff. gonna say the whole Deshaun Watson. So, 
<laughs> I mean, like Kareem Hunt. Allegedly. allegedly. Kareem Hunt hips woman. Like, he, he, he's, they just have, like, a criminal roster. We don't like it. Um, also, Sense what they did to Baker. It makes me upset what they did to Baker Mayfield. I, I kind of hope. I'm pulling for Baker. Everyone is. I, I, I hope Baker turns it around. In uh, you know Los Angeles, yeah, let's get rid of Stafford. Screw that guy. I hate Stafford. Hey, he's had the pizza pizza deals. He might never play again. I mean, who knows how bad that spinal he's old spinal injury is? Yeah. He is old. He's got a Super Bowl. He might as well stop. Um, I would have quit. I wouldn't have played this season. I'd I mean, like to see Baker start. Not not so much because I like Baker, but I want to see some more of those progressive commercials. See, it's not even just that. I just love Baker Mayfield. I loved him on the Browns. Like he's just a good player, and he's not. I mean, he's a little cocky, but like. At the end of the day, he's not a bad guy. No. Like, and he really got screwed. Like, he's the type of guy you just want to see be successful because he got, he really, he, they, they, they screwed him over there. Like, yeah. and it's just a bad franchise. But anyway, the Packers, they hate the Packers just because, like, if Aaron Rodgers left, I wouldn't hate the Packers as much because I've talked to so many Packers fans and they're not that bad. No, the Cheeseheads, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, but out of everyone in my division, I want to make the playoffs. I know the Vikings are already making the playoffs. I don't think they'll make it very far, but they're going to be one yeah, and done because it's Kirk Cousins. But the Lions, out of everyone, I want to send the Lions to the, to the playoffs because just because I'm, I'm rooting for them, I love their Dan Campbell. Good, I love good head coach, and I honestly Jared Goff. Like I, I, I like Jared Goff. I know he's. I know a lot of people think he's terrible. Hey, I don't he's think been he's in the Super Bowl. Bad. He's pretty good. I'd um, say he's pretty good. Absolutely. No, and I'm. I'm not going to lie. After going, I went to the Bills Lions game at Thanksgiving. And after that, I'm, I'm, I love the Lions. Like, okay, I shouldn't say love. That's a little too strong. But you like them. I like them. Um, I'm pulling for them. I'm rooting for them. I had so much fun at that game. The people there, everybody there was awesome. The atmosphere was awesome. So um, I'm, I'm pulling for the Lions. I really hope they make it. Um, I really hope they do get a Buffalo-Detroit Buffalo Super Bowl. That would be, dude, if you would have put money down on that, <laughs> I think even like 10 bucks, you probably would have been able to retire. Like the odds that you would have gotten mm-hmm. on that game. <laughs> well, Niners though, I feel Niners like they're going to be the. I don't. Okay, listen, the Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly. I I, I like the Eagles. <laughs> I love Jalen Hurts. I love AJ Brown. But I don't know, dude. Tennessee lost. I don't think they can make it in the playoffs. I don't it's see. It's going to be tough. They've been playing good this season. Like I might be wrong, but what I see as I, I see the 49ers going to the going to Super Bowl out of the <laughs> NFC. Listen, Brock Purdy. If he leads that team to, there's no chance of Garoppolo coming back this year, right? No, he's out for the season, I think. And I forgot when Trey Lance came or got hurt. Trey Lance got Brock like Purdy's hurt, hurt though. He's he hurt something in his rib, I think. Wait, Brock Purdy's not playing he's, now. Well, he's playing, but I think he's just injured. Are we talking about like Mike White injured ribs or no? Like, like okay, no, no, he got brutal. folded, but <laughs> like um, lawn chair. If Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, the last pick in this draft. Tom if Brady. he takes He'd be them, Tom Brady, yeah. If he takes them to the Super Bowl, <laughs> he's Tom Brady. Again. Wow, he's Tom Brady reincarnated. I'd love to. That see... That would be a. That would be better. Uh, he's last pick in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady was what one ninety nine. One he was last something. picked. He was one hundred and no. He was the last quarterback pick. He was pick one hundred and forty four. Yeah, huh? Brock Purdy was the absolute last pick. So you're talking uh, two seventy something. I might be wrong, but um, I think it was. I thought. I thought Brady was like one eighty four. Matt, look that up. You're like our. You're our. Yeah. our, our I, you're our technology guy. But they should make him once Brady retires. Should make a movie about him because then call it pick whatever it was. No, call it cheater. Call it. Just yeah. Well, I mean, that, it'd be a good. You can't lie. It's a good plot. It's like oh, they cheated at this point, but then yeah, they also came through and won this. Okay. Like, 
he's the type of guy you do make a movie about in the sports, like the yeah. NFL best quarterback I, ever. I would I, not honestly, watch that. Even that whole what's that? Uh, he's doing that whole TV twelve or whatever. That, oh, that's so cringy. I'm, I'm no. not watching that. He I'm needs never to retire. It. He's not good anymore. No. What's his name? Who? Tom Brady? No. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Brock. Okay, here's my thing with Brock Purdy. Like in college, wasn't he like really good? I mean, he made the NFL, so he had to have been good. But I think he came okay. from. I think he came from a really small school. Yeah, like, I, what was it? I don't even know. I'm not gonna lie. I have never heard of the guy. Before. I've never heard of Brock Purdy, but I did see. There's this one clip. You know the Patrick Mahomes clip where he throws it while he's falling to a little the little sidearm. Yeah, Brock Purdy Patrick. did the same thing in college, and he's very mobile. Like he's not. I wouldn't say he's insanely fast, but he's a very. Yeah, in this day in the NFL, you need to have a quarterback that can run a little bit. I just remember watching him after his first interview. Um, he, he looked like, he looked like an 18 year old college or high school kid. He looks my age. Like, yeah, he looked like he was going, he looked like he was, he should be a kid going to his high school prom, like his senior prom. No, he's young. He looks really young and he, he, he just is young. Yeah. I think he's only 20, 20, 21. Um, so he's not far off that, but man, talk about being thrust into a like tough position and come out. It's not like they've just been running the ball and he's only been, you know, no, he's been throwing it. it pretty good. He's been, he's been tossing the ball around. And, you know, you got to give it to him. You got to give it to the coaches, like, and the rest of the team. Like, you walk into that situation, you know, you got Debo on your side. Like, yeah. you got Brandon Ayuk. You have Christian McCaffrey now. Like, not only that, but at that point, I mean, they were. And George Kittle. Like, they were really moving. They were, uh, you know, moving up in the world they were starting to become making a lot of noise so it's not like it's not like a team like you know uh, the Panthers. Houston or something like it's not like Houston whatever okay fine go send the kid in there whatever yeah. we're we're 1 10 and 1 whatever that we are try it out um try it out i mean this was a the Niners were a legit playoff They're, team i feel like they always are that legit playoff team yeah. like no matter who's their quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Like, I'm really upset about Trey Lance getting hurt because I was excited to see where he went. But I'm I, not I'm not going to lie, that's a big injury to have. I think hmm. Brock Purdy might end up being the 49er quarterback of the future. I think Trey Lance, I mean, this is his third third year or second year? Third this year. is his second year, but he didn't play at all last year. He sat behind Jimmy the whole time. So, and I... I mean, played. I I think this will end his Niner career. I think he'll I think he'll get another shot with another team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they give Garoppolo a little, you know, restructure his contract, whatever. He'll probably go to the Bucks. I think I don't think the Bucks are going to keep Brady. No, I don't, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, I don't think he's going to retire, but he's not going to be on the Bucks. Listen, Brady's like a cockroach. He just won't go away. Yeah, he'll end up on I some can see other. Going to the Cardinals. Oh, uh, yeah, because Kyler Murray's getting a lot of crap over there. Yeah, so. but Kyler Murray has a huge salary, and it would be a huge cap hit if they got rid of him. That's true. You're talking like a $40, 50000000 million cap hit. I love Kyler Murray. I'm, so, I'm very um, sad everyone has problems with him. I, just, he, he I don't really have me in fantasy. I just yeah, don't think he's, he, he's not a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, he screwed me in fantasy. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing you did this well this year went well in fantasy. <laughs> I talk trash. I talk trash about Joe Burrow in fantasy, but at the end of the day, he's a good fantasy quarterback, dude. Uh, Joe Burrow was the best draft pick I ever did in that last year. Yeah. Josh, to put Matt and I had a team he together last year off. for fantasy, and when I say Matt and I had a team together, because uh, the draft was on my honeymoon, so mm-hmm. he drafted everything. He pretty much ran everything the entire season. Yeah, I made a couple moves that were like terrible. But and we won. 
we won. So we split the money. This year, he decided to go off and be his own general manager in our league, get mm-hmm. his own team. We did the team. Um, Matt That's finished 12th out of 12. Missed the playoffs. I finished second. I finished as a second seed, and I got ousted in the first round. So, so I, this is my first year doing fantasy. I actually haven't been watching football for that long, but I know a lot about it just because I over quarantine, like of like COVID and stuff. I just, I I just studied football so I could get to know it because I wanted to watch it. I didn't know I was going to be a Bears fan until like first season, which was last season. My first year on fantasy this year, so I know all the players because I play Madden. I play, I play. I feel like that's game. where a lot of people get their football knowledge from. Yeah. I know a lot. That's really what got me into it, and so I know a lot. I know like pretty much like you. You name a player, I might be able to know. Like if it's someone who's really like unknown, probably not. But like, yeah. But so I uh, started out. My, ter- my draft was terrible. I drafted two dif- two defenses, two kickers. You know, just tried to <laughs> try to tried to draft two of everything. And well, two kickers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and that's bold strategy. There, but Cotton. you know what? Uh, everyone else, aside from maybe Daniel, who's has a losing record, Daniel Reinhardt, um, was had was they'd already done a, a previous like fantasy team, and I ended up with the best losing record. I ended up six and eight. I uh, hit mid season, and I just kind of like Did I had make a lot the of playoffs. Lo- no, oh god, no. Uh, every I got I got killed. Sydney Morris first first uh, time playing fantasy doesn't know anything about football. Probably gonna win the league. How big of the league it was? Twelve team, ten team, ten team. Um, and so I ended up picking up a lot of really good waiver picks. And they, I there's one week I scored 169 points. Like, like I, I would, I would actually been a threat in the playoffs if I made it, but didn't happen. I also mm. really struggled to win this game this week. So probably it's a it's a rebuilding it. year. It's yeah. A rebuilding year, uh, well, I'm learning how to do it, but I, I'd say I did a pretty good job. Absolutely. Sure Six and eight. That's not bad. It's, ter- it's not terrible. I was thinking I was going to go one and 11, which is someone who did that. Someone did do that. In my I league. almost did that. Oh, wow. You went three wins, two wins, three, three. I got screwed. Yeah, it was. It was Jonathan Taylor screwed. Jonathan Taylor it's screws hard. everybody. It, 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 Literally it everyone. So hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like I uh, screw him. <laughs> He literally, I lost by one point because of him, and then um, we had, so the punishment in our league is a milk mile. Now, is um, that if you finish dead last? If you lose the the loser's bracket, like if you get in last place of the loser's, bra- loser's oh, bracket. Oh, okay. So we're not worried about record, we're worried about if you get last place. And um, it was looking like it was going to be me the whole year. What? What is the milk mile? So, you know the oh, beer know. mile? Okay. So it's every that. mile you every mile you got to chug a. It's just one mile, but you got to chug milk right before it, and then you have to run the mile, and then you got to run the mile. It's a lot of vomit. And I was like, I was like, listen, that's a lot it, of. Ooh. It'd be boring if me or Sydney or Henry or Daniel did it because we got strong stomachs. We've ran the mile. We don't have to run it very fast. We're probably just going to jog it. But it's looking like the two more. Non-athletic people in our league are going to end up having to run it. So I was looking like the whole season it was going to be me. Everyone was like, "It's going to be, it's going to be Josh because he, just, you know, he terrible draft." <laughs> I am. I, I'd say I'm one of the best losing teams, and that's not a good thing to say because I'm six and eight. But hey, it could be worse. You could everyone else is three and ten. So there you go. <laughs> I did something right. Nice. Speaking of first I'm years, we, we talked a little bit about this. Let's get back to your first year um, at practice or yeah. first. You know, so let's let's go back to that. Even that first week, he's uh, he's coaching with uh, coaching with me over at at Kemore East now. Oh, nice track and field team. Um, so that first week 
in practice when you came in? Um, talk a little bit about that. Were you nervous? Were you? Did you kind of have an idea what you wanted to do? Were you just kind of waiting to see what happened? Like, like talk to us a little bit about that first week. Yeah. So we had that first day. I walked in. We'll start with that. We're like back to wherever we were at. Um, I walked in. Nobody was really expecting it. People had mixed feelings, but like regardless, I was there. I was coaching. They were gonna have to listen to me anyway. So <laughs> I walked in. Um, it's good to have that feeling. No, yeah, they, they have to listen to you. Give yeah. me your respect. Well, because <laughs> coaching is everything. You got to walk in. You got to be confident. Like even if you're not, you got to act like you're confident. Like that's just you kind of just act. You know what I mean? And um, so I walked in and I was just you know I was obviously nervous because you know I. I, I knew I wasn't going to be coaching that day. And then the next day, I think we had practice the day after. Yep. Right into it. Hurdles. Like, well, no, actually, it wasn't a stations. I want to say it was stations. We did stations the first week. Yeah. So the first, it would have been like the first three or four practices. Yeah. And I talked, and I looked at people, I saw how athletic they were, like, where they were at, where I picked them out, like, kind of out of the herd to see who maybe who could hurdle. And so we got into the second week, and I pre- like, the first real practice, I'm pretty sure... We got into hurdles like pretty much right away. Yep. And I had a lot of people. Like I had, I had. I, I say you had a good group that wanted to try it out. I had a lot of people. Um. Now, did you find that overwhelming, or did you think like, all right, sweet, I got a lot to choose from here? So, I kind of I weaned out like who wanted to be there and who didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Who was just there because they were? Oh well, I don't want to work. So and so is here because so my I friends here. So-and-so. Yeah. And so, and we, you know, I think we got our set group for the year. We had a lot of people who were interested, but they, you know, got injuries and stuff like that. Like one of yours, like she, she's probably like uh, Gianna. Gianna, she's, yeah. Is she, I was going to say, she's not. She's not going to hurt. We're not going to hurt her this in indoor. And again, it kind of stinks because I felt like she was really she, getting it. But with her knee, that's a lot of pounding. She will, I think we could get her through, get her into it uh, if she does outdoor. If she doesn't, it's fine. But if she does do outdoor, I think we could get her into it, like really work on that. But it, I wasn't really – I kind of walked in not really super nervous about it, I guess. I just kind of did my thing. You know, I practiced when I was an, as an athlete. I was very, like, energetic. Like, I was always, like, off the walls. Like, very <laughs> yeah, you were. You know, very just out there. And I think I was able to adapt to that pretty well and put it into my coaching. Have the energy, but also let them know we're here to work. Like, we'll joke around. We can maybe even play a little bit of music. But if the second it becomes an issue – we're down. We're working. That's what it is, and that, you just got to be honest. I was just oh, like, for sure. I just realized like you just really just got to be honest with them and let them know we can be we can we can have a great relationship. We can have great coach athlete relationship. Like it'd, that'd be great, but you got to know that we're here to hurdle. We're here to do what we need to do, and if you're not here to do it, then you can't. You, I'm not. You're not going to be working with us with me. You know what I mean? Now, did it? Did it kind of? Was it almost like an extra obstacle, or did it kind of? Um... I hurdled it. I, I don't want to say make you nervous, but I, oh, like you I hurdled, hurdled, you hurdled yeah. it. But was it a little weird, like the fact that you were you're coaching kids who less than a year ago were your teammates? Yeah, like some. Well, a lot of the kids I have are newer to the team. They're they're still in like they they were. I still knew who they were, but I know they didn't wear it on the team. Um, but two of two of our best hurdlers had me on the team. Um, and yeah, it was it was weird, like kind of like letting them know. Hey, like I was friends with you guys last year, and you know we're still friends. But I'm at practice. I'm a coach. I'm here to coach, and I think I established that with them. Like sometimes it did. Any of them give you a little static or oh, resistance? Yeah. I, I, or... I, get, I get it all the time. But I just when they do, I'm just like, no, 
That's not how it is. That's not how we're going to do it. Like, I could be your best friend as a coach. Like, you can you can get that. I'm gonna you. We can have a great relationship. We do not ever have to have a problem. But if there is a problem, we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out, and we'll figure out what you need. Now, last year you were one of the captains. Um, is it? Do you kind of find it the same way where last year as a captain, you know, you, I'm, I would always see you giving advice, especially to the younger hurdlers or the younger runners. But it was like, okay, you're giving advice, but they don't necessarily have to accept the advice. But now as their coach, like, okay, I'm giving you this advice, but it's also – it's advice, but it's also, hey, you got to at least try it. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah, and it's just – you know, there's two. There was three types of the people that were hurdling for a few weeks. There was the people that wanted to be there and hurdle to get better. There was the people that wanted to, what was that, be... Kind of do it just to stay in shape? Do it to stay in shape, and that was fine. And then there was the people that just... Were there. Because, were there. Yeah. And they, they were there. The social aspect. Yeah, the social aspect. And that's fine, as long as, long as you don't disrupt the, the, the process with everybody else. Because if you're not disrupting everyone else... And you're doing your thing. That's fine, um, but and I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not much older than any of them. Like I literally just graduated, but one semester of college has shown me a lot about being mature in a setting because there's all sorts of people in college, and knowing that I didn't want to be one of the people who walk in being like, "Oh, I got this. Like I'll, I'll be fine," and then doesn't pass any of his classes. Like I, I, I passed. All my classes, I did all the work I needed to do. And so going into this coaching, I, I like I said, I, I'm a physical education major, so we learn like classes like how to do some of this stuff. So I just kind of use some of my training with that. But mainly, I just use, I'm just very real with them. I'm just like, like when I, like if there's a bad hurdle, I'm like, I'm listening, that was just not a good hurdle. Like we'll work on it, we'll get it better. But right now you need to focus to get it better. And if they're not focused, usually I'm just like, all right, listen. Like and it might be they maybe they're not focused for they're trying to get focused but it's just, they're just not having that day like they just can't they because we all have those days I'll just say all right listen we'll get one more hurdle in and then you can go ahead and cool down and that's it like yeah. because it's just like the way I see it if you're doing a repetition thing like hurdles that's really the only thing you can do is repetition um you're not getting anything out of it if you're just not there. Yeah. Mentally. If you're if you're not there mentally, physically, if you're tired, mm-hmm. you know, it's why keep why keep failing over and over and over. When again. we can just get it better next time. Yeah. And then that approach is always different based on what the actual problem is on how fo- um what the why they can't be focused. If yeah. it's something personal, it's one thing. I let them know, "Hey, listen, we don't got to hurdle today. Like that does not have to happen." If it's a problem, I let them know, "Hey, you got one more chance." And then we're not hurtling with you today. Yep. And, and that's just how it is. And then you send them up to Mativier. <laughs> <laughs> Make them run. Yeah. Now, Matt, is that kind of the same thing like gymnastics? Is that kind of like where you might have a kid doing the same stunt or the same, uh, what do they call it, move or whatever, over and over, and they're just, like, you can tell they're just, the mental focus isn't there or they're just tired. But like, oh, all yeah. right, listen, we, like, wrap this up. You, you got to kind of put the brakes on them, like, no, enough. Oh, it's more like... <laughs> We don't necessarily say that. We're just like, dude, get out of your head and do it. It's like, it's not like they can't do it. There's this one kid. There's this one kid that's so OCD that he will do the same thing over and over and over and over until he gets it right in his head. But he's so over analytic of himself that we're just like, dude, 
you got to stop. Like, you're not getting any better. Like, you got to stop. So, like, at that point, well, because gymnastics is all mental. Because if you're going up in the air to do, like, I don't know, like a handstand, swing, front flip, dismount off of parallel bars, and you're not mentally there, you're not going to do it. So, like, you're going to go right into the wall. Listen, for me, I could be mentally there, and I'm still not doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's just... Like we go if if we see hesitation, we either try to get as like, dude, get out of your head, or it's like you're not, you're not gonna do it, yeah, because there's gonna be injuries, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where you just kind of like, hey, listen, like you said, Josh, just kind of let's try it tomorrow, let's yeah. try it the next day. Well, and that's that's also I, I try to give everybody advice on the team when like I don't I don't watch your throwers or the jumpers, but when I watch them run, and they're upset about, oh, I could have done better, I could have ran this better. I say to them, listen. You could have, you didn't, so do it next time. Like, it's fine that you didn't learn from it and work on it. And that's what I was saying is just no matter if, if you run the world record, do better next time. Focus on it next time because the race you just ran is already over. There's nothing you can do. No, run, for just sure. Just run it again. Just when you run it again, do it better. If that's what you want, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, now, how is it going from... Like obviously, your your last year you were our athlete. Mm-hmm. Now you're our colleague. Like yeah. how how does that is that weird to you? Is like Jesus, like less than twelve months. Like these guys were telling me what to do. Now I'm giving them advice. They're looking for me for like how like yeah. like how does that how does that feel coming from you? It's I don't I don't know. It's like I've I've had you as a kid since. Seventh grade, yeah. I think like, Mativier started when you were. Did he start when you were in seventh or when I you was were in, in eighth, eighth grade? But I, I, yeah, you guys have had me since. Rungers had you since seventh grade. Yeah, I think Dan came. Dan had in. Dan's had me the longest since summer. Since like summer. Track. Oh, that's right. Because Dan yeah. officially came in. I think when you were a freshman mm-hmm. um, in high school. But yeah, you. I guess yeah, going back since you were like, you know, third, fourth grade. Really young. Like he had he had me. Um, is that is that weird to you though? Now that you're like now that you're our you're one of us. I've you're, always you're seen, on the staff. I've always seen you guys as like all three of you guys and Brunger too, and even 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 uh, Marconi. Like <laughs> Marconi's newer, mean? but like you guys, I've had you guys for a while. I've always seen you guys as like like almost like uncles. You know what I mean? You got okay. money. Like he's just kind of like I said this. I said this on the last podcast. He's like a boxing coach. Like he's like he's like all right, kid. Like you got this. Let's go. Like he's he's you're very motivational. And then Dan, he's he's the, he's the funnier one. He jokes around. Like he's younger. Uncle. The goofy uncle, yeah. And then you got Matibir, where it's like he's. You guys are all wise in your own ways, but he as, as far the, as running, he's the computer uncle. He's the analytic <laughs> uncle. He's like he's the he's super smart. He's insanely intelligent. Matibir is a very very intelligent guy, and he's just. When he was running in high school, even when he runs now, like he's just an impressive runner. Like yeah. he's always been talented. Like he'll look, but like listen, Josh, on your hurdles, you know, you the whole race, you only did like thirty-seven steps. You should have mm-hmm. been doing it thirty-six and a quarter steps. Or like he'll know the exact. And I'm, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't count my steps. I just <laughs> like like that. That's the that's the funny part. That's the difference. Like when they come up and ask me for advice, and then I ask my TV for advice, is I say my running style is I just run head first and everything. That's why he put me in everything. But if you want the technical, like all that, like all that stuff, go to Mativier because he'll because all three of you guys have had it your own ways. Mativier was my like primary coach, like through all the years. I I'm pretty sure I started out distance right away. 
I think um, so. I might I have sprinted the first I practice. Say, we might have had you maybe at like a two, mm-hmm. one or two, and then we very quickly moved you to distance. And then then I just became the guy that they, hey, Josh, they don't want to run this. You're going to yeah. run this. And so going into it as a as a fellow coach, I didn't, it didn't really feel any different. Like it's it's just more, oh, now I get to have those conversations with you guys, like the problems on the team. Like it's almost like what the, you we kind of before you were in front of the curtain. Now we kind of taking the, you behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah, having those adult conversations feels better. Uh, like feels good to like actually be able like you know be a voice that matters in the conversation. You know what I mean? Like have my input there. And you know some of the kids are like, oh, okay, Josh, like whatever. But like, and I say to them, I'm like, listen, if you don't want to listen to me, you don't have to listen to me. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna help you with your co- with your with your stuff if you're not gonna listen. Yeah, like that's how it is. And then most of the time, by then they're like, "All right, my bit." Like, and it's it's funny because it, because I am young. I'm 18. Like, I, I literally just got into it, and it's exciting. I don't want to stop it, but I also I am. I'm only gonna be here for two years, maybe maybe two and a half, because I'm gonna plan on going to Brockport after uh, I finish up at NCCC because I want to continue my studies, but I also want to run there. So. So there's that. Yeah, staying, staying in shape is a thing I got to do. I was going to say, staying in shape, and Matt, I'm sure you get this with gymnastics too. Uh, and Josh, we were talking about this a little uh, off uh, off mic, but it is hard. Do you guys find it hard to, like, eat healthy Oh yeah, during I, coaching season? Oh, for sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. Like, I don't, I don't it's, eat healthy. It's just. I try to. so hard. And, and I I'm going like, to do it, but it's not You know, easy. I was never one, like, before coaching, before I got into coaching, even when I was just teaching, all right, I'd, I'd eat, I wouldn't say healthy, healthy, but I would, you know, I'd try to make my own meals, or I'd prepare this, prepare that. I'd eat relatively healthy. When you get into coaching, especially during the seasons, when you're getting in the meets, getting in the games, it's hard. No because you come from, you come from teaching all day, you know, for me, I teach all day at Buffalo City. I get out of there at 3 o'clock, 3.05. I have to go over to Kenmore East. A lot of times I'm starving, so it's, all right, obviously can't go home and cook anything, so let me stop by Mighty Taco. Let me stop by McDonald's. Let me pick up something at Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Let me, And it's just by the time you get home, even after practice on an average day, you're getting home at like 6, 6.15. It's... I really don't feel like cooking, been on my feet all day, you know, 12 hour day, even though the, you know, Vicky will have something here or there, you know, I'll eat late at night. Next thing you know, instead of eating at five, you're eating at six thirty, seven, which isn't really good for you. A lot of 10 o'clock at night for me. Most of the time, that's my yeah. dinner time. Track meets. I mean, Jesus. I mean, especially when we get the later meets, you know, you're there Saturday, you're there from, we leave on the bus at 1230. Last time we got home at what? 10. Nine thirty ten. The one time we get in, the boys didn't get home until. Yeah, we didn't get home until almost eleven. Uh, yeah, I mean, because our bus driver got lost. Yeah. Like, like and, stuff happens. Like it's it's hard. Like a lot of stuff gets in the way when you're coaching. Like I yeah. didn't notice that. And like, it's but, just it's you know it's called fast food for a reason because oh my god, you know when you only got twenty minutes to get somewhere, or in between, you know you gotta you gotta grab something quick, and it's <laughs> it's rough. Matt, I'm sure, especially with you, you know, doing your student teaching, then running, doing your gymnastics, running and uh, coming sucks. here, doing the podcast. It's, it I mean, it's so hard. I didn't eat, actually. If anything, I just kind of kept going. Yeah. And that's another thing that's, you know, you get into the habit. Well, fine, whatever. I'll just grab something or, all right, I'm going to go from 
seven in the morning until three, four at night without eating a thing. You know, that's not particularly healthy easy either. And then you go from, you know, you go from working out like five, six days a week. Then it's like, man, I just got home off 12 hours. I can skip today. Yeah, then you can. Yeah, I don't, you know, I really don't feel like going to the gym today. I know I didn't go yesterday, but I'm going to skip another day. And you go from working out four, five, six days a week to three, four days a week Mm -hmm. to two, three days a week to once every other week. I mean, it it can get down there pretty quickly. Well, for me, so like I only so I had college and the day after I'd work like I had. So I went to school every other day this semester. Um, And so I went in the so I went all day, all day of college. And then I the next day I'd have a 10 hour shift. Or something like that. And I work. And I'd go home and then I'd just I'd just go home and I'd just be like, I'm not going to the gym. Like I can't do this. Now that I'm off semester, I go to the gym every day. But I'm like getting back, like I had the flu like a week ago or two weeks ago, something like that. And getting back and working out is just not easy. Like I, cause I, I love I love going to the gym. Like it's 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 great. Cause you know, you, I I probably in better shape than I've ever been, but it's just keeping it is the problem. And I don't. Oh, eat, for sure. I don't eat like very well. Like I, I got, I got to critique that. Like I got to fix my diet. Like I said to myself, I, I, I got food on the way here, and I was like, you know, it's the last time we're gonna bring granola bars in our bag. <laughs> we're gonna go home and actually make something that's gonna work with our workouts. Like I don't know. Like I, it's protein. That's 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 what I found is the biggest thing with that. And then I I found myself early in my career, like, you know, after the Mighty, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to eat healthy. Let me just go to Chipotle. That's healthy, right? Yeah. That's healthy. <laughs> or let me go to uh, Salsaritas. That's healthy. I can say I've eaten healthy. Or, you know what? I'm going to go to gyms. Let me just get the buffalo chicken salad. Like, that's healthy, right? Yeah. Nothing from gyms is healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you start drinking. You're like, all right, I'm eating healthier. It's I mean, expensive. But, it is yeah. expensive. It's healthier, but it's but it's still not yeah, healthy at all. Yeah. Well, but Larry, coming from an Italian, well, I I guess I have because Vicky's not Italian. Is she? Vicky's not Italian. Okay. Vicky's Hungarian. I was gonna say like the, we can't all be perfect. You the, know? the perks, <laughs> the perks of like you know my girlfriend's like you know we have like Sunday sauce, right? Yep. All right, I I have a week's meal right there. Like the, oh, the, for the sure. great thing about that is I bring that kind of stuff. That <laughs> see, I used to do, and I I. I'm not gonna lie. I make the sauce. I I cook. Um, I love it. For me, cooking's. I've said this before. It's very relaxing. So I'll take usually on Sundays. We'll do Sunday sauce. I'll get up at like eight nine in the morning, cook the sauce, whatever. Let it boil down by three by two thirty three o'clock. We're we're eating. Um, but yeah, there'll be times where I'll make like an insane amount of sauce, and then I'm knowing, but like, all right, when I get home on Wednesday, all I have to do is boil some spaghetti for ten minutes and. You know, heat up the sauce. Yeah, it's right there. Saves money. Saves yeah. time. In fact, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I am I don't mind cold sauce either. Like, I'll just – I'll kind of heat it up. I just take it out of the fridge, throw it on top of the noodles, mix it all up, and that kind of heats up the sauce. So, <laughs> but – Sauce is killer. I no, love, it so is. My mom makes the best sauce. <laughs> I love – I love sauce. My grandmother made the best sauce out of our family. My mom's a good cook too, but my grandmother's sauce was so amazing. It's always it's always it's the original. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My mom, my mom is very Italian. I think my grandma was like one hundred percent Italian. That's how my like family that. is. Yep. But, and I'm actually probably more Italian than I'm Irish. But I just don't look it at all. Like 
any picture of me, you're like, that kid is not Italian. But I was gonna say, but I pretty much like any any food that's Italian. Uh, I, I probably eat it. Like I probably know what it is, just because growing up, that's what we did. Like we we ate we ate sauce on Sundays, like all that stuff. Like it was just. I don't know. I I grew up making the sauce for my mom. She puts raisins in it to like kind of like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really it's, raisins, yeah, she puts in, raisins in, in spaghetti it. sauce. Yeah, it's 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 actually just try it. It's it's different. What? Huh? Yeah, I know. Like a lot? No, like just a few. Just just a few. Like kind of like I don't know. I don't really know what it does. It doesn't sweeten it. It's just like adds flavor. That's so weird. <laughs> try it though. I'm telling you right now. Don't knock it. See, try it. It's good. That's just that's very good. That's uh. Dude, if I tried that, I'd get stabbed. <laughs> it's my, it's my, uh, it's my, it's an old recipe. My, uh, I think my great great grand, my great great, something like that. That's straight from Italy. That's interesting. Yeah, I remember, kind of at the same time. I remember the first time making sauce. I don't know. I was maybe like nineteen twenty, um, around that age, and I I was so excited. I had my grandmother over to try it or whatever. She took a bite and she instantly she's like, "There's oregano in this." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> she's like, "Oregano's for pizza sauce only, not for pasta sauce." Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was like so proud before, like, "No, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this." <laughs> I'd made it before, but the first time, and she's like, "No, this yeah. is not pasta sauce. This is pizza sauce." Yeah. And I was oh, sh-, like, and from there on, I never put oregano in. Moms have the way of knowing that stuff. I don't know. They, they're always good cooks. Yeah. I don't understand it, but so uh, no if, if they're Italian, I don't. Know. I don't know what my 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 Norna would have said if I ever uh, put raisins in it. It's I got I, it. I came straight it, from an Italian recipe. So. That is that that's so that's piqued weird. my interest a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, um, have you ever had the fish sauce? Either of you? What? Huh? Oh, the bacala sauce, the fish, the fish pasta sauce. No. Oh, it's every uh, uh, on Christmas. You'll have the uh, the family will make the fish sauce. Like it's literally it's like pasta sauce, but they'll throw a, a piece of haddock or whatever in with it or whatever. It gives it a real fishy taste. Obviously, I'm not a huge fan of it, but like holidays, like Christmas time, um, I'm sure it'll be there. I have a little bit of it. It's 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 one of those things that just kind of eh, try it, you know. No, it's I not mean, good on a daily basis, but <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, I eat everything. I, when I was really young, I was really picky. Like I'd eat mac and cheese and cheese and crackers. Anything that involved cheese, I'd eat. But now, I like you put anything in front of me, I'll probably eat it. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is, but my big thing is as long as I'm a big odor guy. So as long as the smell doesn't like like make me gag or anything i'll I'll at least try it like that's oh, yeah, one thing sure. like with anchovies i just i can't get past the smell like i'll just smell a, uh, i've never tried uh-uh. anchovies before uh-uh. they don't uh-uh. taste bad i've heard it's nothing but salt like very salty very salty yeah but i just i can't get over the smell yeah i don't know i've never i've always heard like when i was younger i'd watch like disney challenge or something like that and then someone would say oh my favorite pizza is Anchovies on it, yeah, or sardines, and I'm like, or, or sardines, yeah. and I'm like, is it that bad? Like, there's no way it's that bad. But then, like in real life, like I, I don't never smelled it before. I want to try it. I just didn't. I, I, I couldn't get over the smell. 
Yeah. yeah, that was one thing why I want to try. As a little kid, you'd always see them like peeling off the can. Yeah, and I'm like, that and doesn't look that bad. I'm like, dude, that's cool. I want that. And then when you, I remember being so disappointed, like actually seeing a sardine can, and I'm like, Ugh. oh, fi- can can fish, it's just gross. Yeah, but like it's the type of thing I guess you got to get over. Yeah, like if you want to eat it, it smells not that bad. No. Like tuna, like I like tuna, but the smell love of it's terrible. See, I don't. I I love tuna. The if smell... it gets on something, though, it's over. Oh, like that's something's yeah. going in the garbage. Yeah, like, like that's, that's the fair. problem with it. It's very like I don't know, pungent. Oh, you Is gotta drink the tuna juice. Oh, don't. You should. I was gonna say that I sounds... always drain the tuna and I'll put it like uh, um, Miracle Whip, a little uh, mm-hmm. chop up a little le- um, not lettuce, uh, buffalo celery. Sauce. Ooh, buffalo, buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce, and it's really make good. it a little spicy. Yeah. I'll probably um, get that when I get home. Chop up a little onions, little celery in there. Yeah. It's nice. Ew. I don't like celery. Yeah. I, I do not like celery. I just, I just do usually just the, the mayo, buffalo sauce, and that's it. I don't really put it on a like a sandwich. I know people do tuna melts. Mm. I, I want a tuna melt. That's pretty good. I won't really do a sandwich. I'll just put it on like uh, just like a piece of bread. Like I'll toast like a bread and just kind of put it right on there. Yeah. Interesting. It's not bad. I actually haven't had tuna fish in a while. I think I might... Uh, I'm gonna go home and have some. I'm gonna go home and have some. Yeah, when that happens, I, I, I want tuna. <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna go home and have some tuna. Sounds tuna good. melt Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> but so all right. So before we get into our hot seat questions, um, one last thing. What's um, so far? What has been like your biggest? Uh, I know we're only we're what about a month? Two months? Uh, about a month? Month and a half? Month and a half, Into I'd the say, season, yeah. um, what's I guess been your biggest? Um, how do I want to word this? What's been like your biggest uh, takeaway so far? Your biggest thing that you learned, I guess, so far is your first, your first foray, foray into the coaching world. I hope I use that word right. No matter how much people drive you crazy, you got to care about everybody on the team. You can't just. Like even if even if they're going and like if they want to be there, they are gonna stay there. Like the people who don't want to be aren't, aren't gonna be there. And even if they are misbehaving and stuff like that, you gotta correct them. Um, but you gotta be equally nice to everybody. Okay. But there's also, I had to learn a lot about maturity going into being a coach, and I'm still learning. Like, and I'd say I'm not doing a terrible job, but you know, as I get older, that just naturally will come. But I also notice a lot of things that. Wow, I used to act like that, or like, like <laughs> a little wow, eye opening. Crazy, yeah. It's it's like wow, it's it's weird. It's definitely weird being like not on the outside, but seeing it from a different perspective. But I, it's not. It's a good weird. It's not a bad thing. Now, do you notice? And like I said, when uh, when I had Coach Brunger on here, um, I've picked up a lot about track and field from him. Um, I've picked up a lot from Ativier. I picked up stuff from Norton. Uh, when I used to work with Coach Stanton and Coach Majaris, mm-hmm. um, and even uh, in the soccer world, when I've uh, worked with uh, Coach Rapel, with Jamie, who's been on the show, and other soccer coaches, I feel like every year, like I, I, I hope that they pick up some stuff from me. But I also pick up some stuff from other coaches. Some things I like, some things I don't like. Do you notice yourself kind of picking that? Picking um, stuff up from us, almost yeah. as as coaches. Yeah, that's exactly. So I already knew a lot about hurdling. I got into hurdling my junior year. Like it was actually kind of short notice when I started it, because um, we didn't have any. So I already knew a lot of it coming in. But being next to your throwing practices and stuff like that, 
like I already like I hear some stuff like about forum. Like I've already picked up on a few things for throwing. I don't plan on being a throwers coach. Hey, I but, never planned on being a yeah, coach, I mean, coach yeah. either. But you weren't. You didn't even throw in high school. Did I you? ran distance. I I was a miler, two miler, and then I did the four by eight, um, four by eight relay occasionally. And I never liked it because I wasn't fast enough. Occasionally, I would do an eight, but I just I hated the eights. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we had to go to states for it, so it was <laughs> so so it was uh, it was a little extra. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Material just developed me into being able to really just run anything. But seeing some of these kids, like a little bit of what how they're going to be like, and I noticed some of them are going to be just like how I was. Or some of them are going to be like you notice. You're really good at spotting pent. Like I'm. I think. I, I think. I think that's one thing I picked up from you and Dan is you both know people who would be good at like pentathlons and stuff like that. And so like like Fee, like she, she ate first day of throwing shot. She's already up to twenty three yeah. feet. Like I picked. I picked that up. Like seeing just like who's athletic enough. Like Jaden. You know Jaden Jackson. Yep. You should look at him for being pent. Because, Absolutely, because that kid's just a, he's just an athlete. He went into hurdles and he's already very, very good. Yeah, at it. and for Pent, it's it's something like you're not necessarily looking at the best hurdler, the best long jumper, the best this. Yeah. You want somebody who's athletic enough where okay, they might not be the best at everything. They might only be able to dominate just the hurdles in the Pent, but that makes a point. They're going to get you good points in the jumps. They're going to get you good points in shot put. They're at least average or above average in all five events. They can do anything. Yes. And it doesn't matter how well everything is. They can do anything. And that's why today we also we had Fee's brother, uh, Marone. Yeah, uh, yeah he was doing shot. Yeah. For shot, and I think he's going to be a solid penter. Um, not that he doesn't dominate in certain events, because he does, but I think he can be really good in all five. I'd say so, yeah, for sure. I think we just have... A very talented team because a lot of people, as most we've ever had, I think, right? Yeah. Well, you guys have ever had. This By crew, far. This crew has. And. I mean, just the girls alone, we've probably doubled indoor this year. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've been on the doubled. team. I've been on the team long enough, and there's never been that big of a girls team. No. Like, there's been 15, 20 girls, maybe. Yeah. There's like. I think right now we're at high 30s, high 30s or low 40s. Yeah, like, we're, they're getting close to matching the boys. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean. But overall, first year coaching, it's going pretty well. I'm 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 excited to see where where it goes with it. Um, Absolutely, we'll carry a lot that of easy, to the It's outdoors. not easy, but I came into it very well, like a lot better than I thought I was. Like the transition was very was very was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely, so, yeah. All right, gentlemen, it's that time. Hot seat question. Five questions um, could literally be about anything um in fact first question favorite childhood we'll go either childhood movie or childhood tv show cartoon okay, continue. go ahead what no. were you gonna say that have we done this before no i i nothing continue no that's all that is. that's it no. just favorite childhood movie tv show cartoon uh Something that you watched. Have we done this before? Probably. I don't know. After 75 episodes, you do a lot of stuff. You got a new one. Uh, Total Drama. You, you know what that is? I remember that show. Total Drama. I Cartoon Network? Yeah, Cartoon Network, Total Drama Island. Yeah, it was like a Cartoon Network version of Survivor. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Very, it was just, yeah, didn't it. they have like different like old Cartoon Network 
TV yeah. shows or something. And that, that was one that blew up because it, everyone loved Survivor so much. Yeah. And it was a funny show. So, yeah. I, yeah, I watched that a lot as a kid. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. Okay. Matt, how about you? Arthur. Not Arthur. I hate Arthur. <laughs> hey, Arnold. <laughs> Not I was going to say, Arthur, that's kind of, that's like go back to the pre-K. Isn't that like for real, real little? Yeah, the aardvark anteater thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate Arthur, too. No, um, hey, Arnold. Arnold. hey Arnold. Hey Arnold? From the 90s. I loved Hey Arnold. Right? That's, that's, that's a solid pull. Um, yeah. Did you have a favorite character? Um, no. I like Stinky. Like the really tall one with like the pointy nose. He was like the Stinky. hick. Oh like, yeah, was, like, yeah, he was yeah, a country yeah, yeah. country guy living in the city. I got it. Shouldn't say heck, but yeah. <laughs> uh, in the sticks. Um, mine was uh, I was a huge Voltron fan. Like I'd loved Vol- like the original Voltron, the uh, the dubbed over Voltron or whatever. I'd, oh, the dub version. Like I, I, I mean, we're talking back in like the eighties. I loved Voltron. I had all like the little lions and the sets and the castle and this and that. I loved Voltron. Oh, a little Larry. And I guess if you want to call wrestling a kid's show, like back in the day, I I, I had all the the big. We're talking. We're not talking about the, like the little. Like yeah. I had the big rubbery action figures. Yeah, I had those too when I was a kid. WWE. Um, yep. Second's favorite. Back when it was long. WWF. Oh yeah, that was yeah. That's, <laughs> That's way back. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, I those were my favorites. Okay. All right. Who's next? I'll go off of that. Favorite Christmas movie. Because it's Christmas. As a, as a kid or Does just it, now? It could be as a kid or it could be now. Oh, man. Can I do like a top three? I've got... Um, oh. Mine's Christmas Vacation. Oh, I was going to say... That's what I was, was, was going to say. Christmas say. Vacation is definitely up there. Just just to give a different one, um, I'm going to say... And this is, this is a relatively new one because I wanted to go Elf... But I'm gonna go. Did you ever see Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn? No. Um, yeah, Vince Vaughn, Renee, yeah. Uh, or not Renee? Um, I'm not good with actor. Games, I forgot but... what her name is. But oh my god, Four Christmases! I like it's, Vince Vaughn. It's hilarious. It's um, I I can't think of the the girl uh, Reese Witherspoon. So Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, they're a couple. They're basically they try to avoid like going with their families. They haven't seen their families in years. Mm-hmm. They get caught, um, so they have to go to like uh, they go to Vince Vaughn's dad's house first. Then they go to uh, her mother's house. Then his mother's house. So they do the the four rounds of Christmases. It's just it's hilarious. You ever seen the ref? Right. Okay. So it's an old Christmas movie. My mom, it's my mom's favorite. It's 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 really good. It's it's so it's it's, it's where this guy he breaks into. I think he's a robber or something like that. Like he like robbed a bank, and he ends up in a married couple's house. And um, I watched it a long time ago, but it um it, what he does is so these this married couple is insane. Like they argue like all the time. Like they're just like the toxic like such a toxic like classic toxic couple you know and he walks in and he's called they they call him the ref because the whole time like the you know he's got them hostages like there's hostages (laughs) and they're driving him crazy like they're arguing the whole time and he's like he's like oh my god like you guys need to calm down like this is insane he kind of becomes like their marriage he literally becomes their ref like like he like as if it was like a boxing match. Like it's it's it's. I, I highly recommend it for Christmas. I'll have to check that out. Kevin Spacey's in it. Kevin Spacey and there's another the the guy who plays the 
like the ref dude. The okay, so guy. we're talking like a '90s ish movie. Uh, '94. Okay. Yeah. It, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was an older movie. My parents watched it. I remember hearing about it. I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be boring. But I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the best Christmas movie okay. ever. I watched it so long ago. I got to watch it this Christmas. But very good movie. Okay. Sure. Probably my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Kind of like, not a hot seat question, but kind of like a 2A Die Hard holiday movie or no? I've never seen it. Yeah, never seen you've never seen Die Hard? I've never seen any of the Die Hards. Oh, you got to watch Die Hard. Yeah. Matt, you've seen Die Hard, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a holiday movie or no? It could be. I mean, it takes place on Christmas. Granted, it's all about it terrorists nothing, that take over. Has nothing about Christmas. Has nothing at all. But it takes place on Christmas, like terrorist hijack, uh, um, the Nakatomi Plaza. Yep. Um, uh, Bruce Willis is, you know, comes. It's. I'm saying it's a guy holiday movie. It is. It or is. a holiday movie on steroids. That ref movie was filmed in the same mansion. As the first X Men mansion and Billy Madison's. Yeah, I heard about, I heard about yeah, that. That yeah. mansion is a very key mansion in <laughs> Hollywood. It's a lower key movie, but it's really good. I'm I have to check it out. It, it, yeah. All right. Question three. Who's got it? I got it. Um, just top three movies of all time. Of all, like, just. That you've like, ever seen, you've been like, oh my no. God, that movie was so good. Um, let's see. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say all three Godfathers, even though. The first two were were amazing. Three was all right. It wasn't bad, but it was it was still up there. I'm gonna say Godfather two. Uh, I'm gonna do this in no particular order, but Godfather two. Um, I thought it was the probably the only or one of the only movies where the sequel was better than the original, and the original was amazing. But I'm gonna say Godfather two. Um, I'm gonna say a very. Uh, I I saw this movie in my philosophy class, philosophy of the person class at Canisius, uh, my senior year. So this would have been like oh one. I think it came out in ninety nine. Memento, um, very low. Like I'm, I'd be shocked if either of you guys saw it. Very, uh, the the biggest actor in there was Joe Pantoliano, but Memento, um, very cool movie. It's it was almost like filmed in reverse. Like they showed the ending first, then a scene before that, then a scene before that. It was. Really cool, definitely worth a shot or worth a watch. Um, I'm gonna go Animal House. I'm gonna go Animal House. I'm gonna say Animal House. Too. <laughs> Where are you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Animal House, Josh. If you haven't seen Animal House, I haven't. Oh, oh. this is we're talking. Was it 79, 80? Yeah, um, National Lampoon, National Lampoon's Animal House. Um, Joe Pesci's in, no, not Joe, no, uh, Joe, John Belushi. John Belushi, uh, you gotta watch it, Josh. In fact, that's your homework assignment. <laughs> Especially you, being a freshman in college. Being a freshman in college, I feel like every college kid needs to watch this movie. I heard about it. I Animal House, really, really it good. is, it is fantastic. Um, those are my top not three a in, in no particular order. Not a family movie. Not a family movie. No, not a family, no, not a family movie, but a funny movie. Great movie. Great movie. Um, in fact, one of those movies where if it was made today, it would not be. It made would today. not be made today because it would get like like Canceled raked over the yes. Oh yeah. Oh but yeah. But such a great movie. Yeah. I was gonna say I've got it on a DVD. I think I'm gonna watch it when I get home. <laughs> um. All right, you two are up. Who's going first? I'm still thinking of mine. All right. I um, Wolf of Wall Street's one. Good movie. Solid movie. Django Unchained. Never seen it. 
You've never seen Django Unchained? Never seen that. Uh, have you seen any um, Quentin Tarantino movies? I like Quentin Tarantino. I've seen uh, a lot of his movies. Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah. Uh, Kill Bill series. Dude, it is hard. Reservoir Dogs. Oh, I really want to watch the Kill Bill series. I always oh, I wanted to watch it when I was younger. Kill Bill but it was really good. I was, you know, I was younger, so I just couldn't watch it, but... I always wanted to watch it. I'm gonna have to watch that. Reservoir Dogs is another great movie. It is. I like, love that movie. So did Django Unchained, and then mm-hmm. Animal House. I was gonna say. Animal okay. House. Okay. So, have you guys ever seen the movie Prisoners? No. Okay. No. Older Do you know movie? what it is? It's 2013. Um, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal. It's got Hugh Jackman in it. Uh, I just watched it today. Okay. Um, it was so. It's about. It's, it's it's really sad, but um, it's where on Thanksgiving, like this dad Hugh Jackman um, and his family, they go to another house and they have these two. They, they're both houses, both families have pretty much identical families. It's like so there's there's the parents and then there's an older one, but it's like a daughter on the one side, and then there's the son, which is Hugh Jackman's son, and then they both have little girls. Um, the little girls get abducted. Like when they go out of sight, they get abducted, and in so and then so when they get abducted, like everyone loses it, and so the reason it's called Prisoners is because Hugh Jackman, the he plays the dad, um, he becomes a prisoner of his own grief, I guess, uh, and he starts okay. doing all these illegal things to try and find out where his daughter is, and Jake Gyllenhaal is the detective, um trying to figure it out i'm not gonna tell you exactly what happens it's a movie you gotta watch netflix you have netflix you have netflix watch it it's top it's it's actually number one right now on netflix um very very good movie i enjoyed it a lot um so sad but it's good it's good i really enjoyed it um i'd say that's that's top three i'm not gonna put it in specific order like you said but um i'm a big western guy so when you said a jingo and chain i was like i was like i was like oh I'm excited. I'm excited because now now I get to say like a western that Absolutely. you guys might know it. Um, you guys know the harder they fall. Mm-hmm. Not I've the harder heard they of fall. it, but I've never seen it. I mean, yes. Do you know that it's a good movie? Not not a top three though. Um, what's it called? The Hateful Eight. Yes. 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 Good very, movie. Very. That's. I think that's good movie. Number two. Now, did you I see think. the spoof of that, the ridiculous six or whatever from? Andy I, I have watched that. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm just big on westerns. I also really liked the. This isn't like the top three, but I really liked. Have you seen the? It's got Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, um, Magnificent, the Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the Hateful Eight, the Magnificent, the Magnificent, whatever that word seven, and then the Ridiculous Six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, I was gonna say I haven't first, seen the Magnificent the first one. Two are like legit, like movie. legit movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ridiculous six was not legit at not all. At all. Yeah. <laughs> it was, no, it was funny, Magnific- but it was magnificent. Whatever, whatever that magnificent is. seven. Yeah. yeah, that movie. That actually is a pretty. It's a low key movie. I haven't yeah, heard of that. It's one. good. Hateful yeah. Eight. I really enjoyed. Hateful Eight. Yeah, that's number two. And then number one is that movie. a Tarantino movie? I believe. I want to say so. it is. Yes, it is a Quentin Tarantino it is movie. A Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Just stay he's, in his he's solid. He's making one more movie, I think. Really? And then he's done. Oh wow. He makes a lot of good movies. Um All right, and what's that last one? One. I There's so many good movies. It's really hard to put one at the top. I just watched this movie. It's called Bullet Train. That's a good movie. I'm going to say I'm not going to say it's, it's what I can think of right now. With I've, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. It just came out. Yeah, it literally is brand new. 
Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Watch that. Um, hilarious movie. So funny. But it's at the same time shot. So it's about fate, pretty much. Like okay. Yeah, the movie's very, it's very, very good. And it's got this subtle undertone of like, be careful what you do because stuff comes back around. And it's it's very good. It's, it's, it's So it takes place in Japan on a bullet train. You know, you guys know what a bullet yeah. train is, obviously. But, and so it's like pretty much like a bunch of hired assassins. And they all are on one train. And the plot is just insanely good. It comes fully around like it kind of gives me a, i don't know murder mystery vibe even though there's no murder it's just uh what's going on like what is happening and then you figure it all comes together in the end very good amazing cast i like amazing cast like there's so many good actors in that it's a, it's just i remember watching it, it was literally the other night and that's why i can think of out of my top three right now that's what that's that, that's those three movies so it goes what was it it was um the hateful eight and then there was, what was it? Uh, the bullet train. Bullet train. And, uh, uh, what was the other one? Shoot, what was my third one? It was w- just one name. Uh, prisoner. Prisoners. prisoners. Yeah, prisoners. Um, those three are right now. Okay. But like, I've seen so many movies that it's just right. like I, I was gonna say it's tough. I can't I'm put one at the buff. top. I can't put one at the bottom. Like I just. I've seen so American Psycho is a good one too. Oh, yeah. I just watched that. Um, I can't say I put that. I I liked it, but it really it's I was really a, uncomfortable. It's such a mind twist. It was so good, like watching it, being like, "Oh wow, this is crazy." But You're just like, what happened? I was so uncomfortable the whole time. So That's I was the just point. like, I, I was just like, I can't put this in my top three. You're supposed to see yeah. if he's actually feeding the cat to the ATM or not. Yeah, I know. So the whole time they did such a good job of making like, me do feel you like uncomfortable. Jazz? the cue loose in the news alright I'm gonna go question four kind of feeding off the whole movie vibe if you if they're making a a story about you or what you're in a story who's who what actor is playing you Ryan Gosling you had no you had no hesitation on that Ryan Gosling yeah why Ryan Gosling I love that guy he's he's so have you ever seen the nice guys oh uh Ryan no, Gosling. that I I keep seeing uh with with Russell Crowe like yeah popping up, but I haven't it's seen it. Yet. Great movie, he, just his mannerisms. He's so like subtle in his mannerisms, and it's so funny. Okay, I just watched a movie with him. I was I think I couldn't think of it. The Gray Man. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a top five movie. For I was gonna me. say Ryan Gosling is a great actor, and you know my personality. Yeah, I could see that. You probably would nail it. I could definitely. I don't, see I, that. I, I don't know. I've I've talked to you for like twenty minutes, but <laughs> Ryan Gosling has the demeanor to to portray a lot of my eccentricness. Uh, okay, I could see that. For me, <sighs> Joe Pesci. I was gonna say I'm I'm kind of split I can between see Joe Pesci. I'm split between Jason Alexander, but Jason Alexander's version of George Costanza. Okay, or um, <laughs> that's a good one. Or, or Joe Pesci. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll lean towards Joe Pesci. I'll, I'll say Joe Pesci. I'm young. It's really hard to think of like actors that, like I'm only I'm only 18. Like it could be an older actor playing like playing like a really young um, or playing like you I'll in do the people future. that I'll do. I'll think of someone that people say I look like. I don't see it, but Tom Holland. I'd say I'd say I'd put Tom Holland in a movie for. Okay, me. I could see that. Um, yeah, the Spider Man. Yeah, I, 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 some people have told me. Some people said not at all. I don't understand it. 
Like, I guess maybe my mannerisms are similar to Peter Parker, but like <laughs> not I necessarily Tom Holland. So, okay. yeah, I'd, I'd probably think of Tom Holland just because he looks young. So, like yeah. anyone else is not old enough to play my, my sto- the story of my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still writing that out. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I was gonna going say. Um, okay, question five. Who's got it? Favorite winter activity. See, I'm not a winter guy. Um, favorite winter activity? I like hiking. Okay, like snowshoeing or like no, just, just hiking, like hiking, hiking. Okay. Um, I was never a big skier or skater, but I'm gonna say uh, tubing. I don't mind tubing. You know, just going down the hill in the like tube, sledding, sledding, tubing. Tubing's, well, I guess tubing's, tubing's on water. water. <laughs> All right, sledding. It's a different thing. But you have, like, the big tubes, though, that you go down the thing. And yeah, down but the hill. that's sledding. All right. I thought sledding would be, like, with the sled. <laughs> I could, uh, with you in a toboggan. What? A toboggan? <laughs> a toboggan? What the heck is a toboggan? My uncle always had the old-fashioned toboggan where you had the ski, like, the, with the skates, the on, skates the on the side. Oh, yeah. I know what that is, yeah. Um, no, I always, like, I always thought it was fun. And, I yeah, I was kind of that jerk at times where you would see somebody just standing on the middle of the hill. And you'd go for And him. you'd, like, go, like, you'd try to, like, move your tube over and try to, like, just. You could be Uncle Eddie in the Christmas vacation, like spray like the bottom of like grease. <laughs> We're going for a new land speed record. Yeah, I um, for me, I don't, know, I don't really do much in the winter. I was I, gonna say I'm more of definitely a homebody. I'm the, the I think I think what I'd say in the winter is watching football. <laughs> Snow is falling outside, and just I just eating. And I'm comfortable in eating. Yes, that, that's my favorite winter activity. I guess I would like to say skiing, snowboarding, which I will be doing over winter break for for, for high school. For, for well, my winter break's already happening, but when high school winter break, because a lot of my friends are still in high school. Obviously, um, they're like a year younger than me, but we're gonna go snow. It's like sledding and snowboarding, and I've never done it, so we'll, we'll find out how that goes. My my family's known to have some injuries, so I'm gonna try and stay away from the big hills. No, the Aldermans are they're they're always healthy, no injury free. You know. Oh, you, you, yeah. When we get my brother on here, we'll talk about how exactly how many injuries we get. It's yeah, a, it's a thing that just kind of happens. But yeah, I don't know. If that's fit, winter activity. I just sit at home, hang watching out. the Bills. And it's if warm. you're at the game, you can watch the Bills and throw snowballs. Yeah, exactly. I watched that game the other day. I, I saw. I thought that was insane that they were just throwing the. I thought it was insane. I thought. I mean, it's kind of just. I could see. I could see the them game. doing celebrating it when they're throwing the snowballs up in the air. But there were a couple times where they're throwing it like at Tyree Kill. Did you know they can't ice. actually give us a penalty for that? No, they can. No, they can't. They can. No, they can't. In so, the in the rule books, they there's nothing that the refs can actually penalize the team for. They, they can stop the game, but they can't penalize the team. Yeah. They again, they would threaten this from time to time, like it was way back when, when I would watch it, um, even in the eighties, nineties. But they would say like they there were times where they would threaten. I can't I thought there were times where they actually did give the fans penalties because they were throwing stuff or they were they can give the fans penalties but they can't t- penalize the team. Well, so how that, are you gonna get the fans So penalties? that fifteen yard penalty, they couldn't actually do that according to the rule book. Are you oh, sure so about many that? Bowl, there's, Positive. there's so many terrible flags, though. That makes no sense. Say. Like, tackling the quarterback is roughing the passer no matter what it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's gotten out of hand. Like, it's gotten out of hand. Unnecessary roughness. Like, 
like it's football. Everything is supposed to be rough. They just the refs are terrible, and you know what? I'm going to sound like one of those fans that are very bitter about it, but the Bears versus the Zebras every week. We get we call we got three flags in the first drive of nothing, like nothing happened. But they just decided to call it because it's the Chicago Bears. I definitely think it's like that. If your if your team is good and you're playing a bad team, like a really bad team, the bad team is not going to get the benefit of any doubt. No. If the good team... Any mistakes, yeah. it's called. Like if Buffalo's tackling uh, or Buffalo sacks Justin Field on Saturday, we're not going to get a roughing the, the roughing the passer penalty. But, but we're going to sack Josh Allen. You sack, Josh, uh, which sack Josh Allen. Not going to happen. Yeah. We're not going to be sacking Josh Allen. But if Our, you do, it's going to be a 15-yard penalty. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to end up... They're going to end up just... Giving them the points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because the Bills are really good, Bears are terrible. That's just how it is. But like before kickoff, penalty for the Bears, unnecessary kicking. Yeah. Uh, this is a 15-point penalty. Yeah, something like that. Like something random that just makes no sense. Like the one time we had our, our punter came out, he wiped the field because it was pouring. You and can't they, wipe it with a towel. Apparently yeah. you can wipe it with your yeah. hand. Not a it towel. Was, it was a, yeah, it was a towel. He brought it out, and they called him. And we were like... What? Like this is ridiculous, and we lost that game because of that. Like, <laughs> like stupid things that happen. It's just insane. fifteen yard personal foul. The Bears came out of the tunnel incorrectly. They stepped on their exactly. right foot first instead of their left. Yeah, this is exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's terrible. Now for the rest of the game, it will be first and fifteen instead of ten. <laughs> yeah, no, it says right here. There is no rule that addresses penalties being assessed to a team based on their fans' actions. They can wow. stop the game, and if a snowball hit the ball out of somebody's hand and caused a fumble, that play can rehappen. That would have been awesome. But if they penalized us 15 yards, they can't actually do that. That was an empty threat. Refs need to be... I feel like teaching, sometimes you got to do that. those empty threats, too. I'm calling home, well, did knowing you notice, no, that you're not... Did you notice on the, on the broadcast when the... the the refs announced that there was a rules analysis on like the broadcast and his eyes just like, really? Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, you was like, I, that's not, real. I was going to say, it's not the first time I've heard that threat, but, um, I never knew they couldn't follow through. That's yeah. They can't, they can, they can stop the game, which they did and they can call it, but they can't penalize yeah. the team. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, um, I just think it's kind of insane that, you know, college has professional refs. We don't. And the NFL just yeah. doesn't. Like, well, we have professional refs, but they're also professional no. other, like, lawyers, you know, they're business not, owners. They're yeah, they're, for they're no not reason. just refs. Like, they need to hire refs. Yeah. Like, the college refs. They're professional. That's too much money. They do. Yeah, but yeah, at the end of the day, the NFL, NFL. Well, these NFL gonna... refs are still making bank. Oh, they're still making so much money. But they don't know what they're talking about going onto the field. Some of them do. What was it, the penalty for? 15 yards, giving him the business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, favorite. The center was giving him the business. Giving him the business. Yeah. Good for My you. My favorite ref back in the day was Red Cashin, where he'd be like the first down. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had, who was the guy, Ed Hockley, who like looked like he should be in like, you know, the Mr. Universe contest. Like he was. Always he was jacked. Yeah. Like he had like the 24-inch pythons. I know, there's he some. Was, Big refs like like on this on the NFL now. I don't know, but I just think it's stupid. They need to they need to really check if they if they're gonna hire people who aren't just refs, 
make sure they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Right. I I agree. Not somebody off the street. It is literally all the refs. Basically. <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap things up there. Josh, thank you for coming back on to the show. Always welcome anytime you want to come in after practice. Thank you. Just let me know. Always got a spot here. Always great to be here. Thank you. Matt, um, any uh, anything you want to wrap us up with before you before we go? No, I'm putting you on the spot. I was gonna say I was I was expecting the one word answer, just no, yeah. or maybe the no. I'm good. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on Facebook, on Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. Always looking and wanting to hear your guys's ideas for future episodes. Also, if you want to be a um, guest, let us know with a direct message on. Um, on Facebook. Um, again, we're looking to develop that YouTube page. And Josh, I'm putting you on the spot here for our YouTube page. You got to send us a video of a coaching story, <laughs> athlete story. We'll get that on our YouTube page um, at Stories from the Sidelines. Um, and again, make sure you guys tune in next week and every week uh, for another episode. I'm Coach Larry. Uh, For Matt Keogh, for Josh Alderman, thank you guys, and we'll see you next week on another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. Go Bills!